Chapter 1 A Little Man Dies The powerful car moved swiftly and quietly along the road which led across Clapham Common. The beams of its headlights caught the grass and trees, making them a vivid green. It was nearly one o'clock in the morning, and the driver had not seen a soul since he had turned onto the common road. He was humming under his breath. Suddenly, a man appeared. The driver saw him dart forward and took his foot off the accelerator. The man stopped in the middle of the road, his feet wide apart, his hands held above his head. The driver trod heavily on the brake, and the car jolted to a standstill. As he did so, the man who had caused the emergency came quickly towards the car and opened the door. "'Well, well,' he said in a sneering voice, "'if it isn't Mr. Rayburn, the great Paul Rayburn himself. How's it going, Mr. Rayburn?' In the light from the dashboard, his face showed thin and pale. His hands, gripping the side of the door, were white. Despite the sneer, his nervousness was unmistakable. The driver showed no sign of nerves. "'Who are you? And what's this all about?' he demanded. "'What a question to ask, Mr. Rayburn,' jeered the little man. "'You don't forget your old friends as easily as all that, surely. Just think back a few years.' Perhaps it will help you if I say Southampton. You ought to have a good memory. He now sounded breathless, as if he had been running. Driving about in a rolls, too. You've come up in the world, haven't you? The driver took a cigarette case from his pocket. You're Halliwell, he said in a flat voice. Well, isn't that marvellous? exclaimed Halliwell. You've remembered your old pal? You didn't think I was alive, did you, Paul? You thought you were safe from me, but what a mistake. Supposing you get out, and we have a little chat. Supposing you get in beside me. I'm not falling for any tricks like that, Paul, Halliwell said. I'm older and much smarter than I was, and I want to chat with you. Rayburn sat quite still, watching the other, seeing the indications that Halliwell had screwed himself up to a great pitch to do this, He had a pinched, hungry look, and his eyes were watering. Then, suddenly, "'How much do you want?' Rayburn asked. "'How much do I want?' Halliwell stretched out his hand and clutched Rayburn's wrist. "'That's easy to answer. I want half of everything. I'm after a fifty-fifty partnership. I'm going into partnership with a millionaire. You are a millionaire, Paul, aren't you?' one of the great I am's. But if I were to tell all I know, where would you be? You wouldn't do that, would you? asked Rayburn softly. Halliwell began to laugh, but the laugh turned into a fit of coughing. Rayburn waited, quite impassively, but his fingers were tight on the cigarette case. Once he raised it like a club. Some distance ahead, the wavering light of a cycle appeared. Halliwell was still coughing when the cyclist passed, but soon managed to speak again. I'm going to have my share back. They're my only terms, full partnership, or I talk. I've served my sentence three bloody years in jail. Years you owe me, Paul. If I talk, nothing else can happen to me. I've paid in full, but you, well, (laughs) 
just so you think about it. I'm thinking, Rayburn said. Get in, and we'll go to my flat and have a drink. We'll talk where I want to, insisted Halliwell. I've worked it all out, to the last comma. I've watched you, night after night, driving across the common. Do you know, I didn't recognise you at first. I saw the rails, and used to think that if my partner had acted rightly by me, I'd be in a car like that. Then I recognised you, and saw how right I was. If you won't come and talk it over, I can't help you, Rayburn said flatly. You'll come and talk with me, said Halliwell. I'll give you my address, and I'll have some friends as witnesses. Don't think you'll get away with anything but a partnership, Paul, Rayburn said. We'll see about that. He flipped open the cigarette case and pushed it under Halliwell's nose, and Halliwell backed away in alarm.